0: You're listening to GlendaleCC.org and to the Glendale Christian KY podcast on iTunes. This week, Executive Minister Brother Mike Bell brings us a message on the Apostle Peter entitled, Oops, I Did It Again. Thank you for joining us, and as always, we hope that this message encourages you in your walk to love and follow Jesus. Have a wonderful week. The things that I want to say I don't say, and sometimes the words come out and it's like a a uh, fishing line headed out, and it backlashes, and you're right in the middle of a tree, and that's not what you wanted, and 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 that's where we get sometimes. Well, I, I was thinking about that, and I, I was thinking about the time that I snatch uh, failure right from the jaws of victory. You know, I do. Do you do that? I'm glad one of you's awake. Oscar Wilde said one time, Oscar Wilde was talking about a play and it flopped. He said it was really a great play, it was just a bad audience. That's one way of dealing with it, but I really like what Winston Churchill said. Winston Churchill, somebody asked Winston Churchill, what, what prepared you to deal with World War? And uh, Churchill said it was the time that uh, I repeated a grade in, in elementary school what? You flunked? Churchill stood very prompt and he says, let me tell you, I have never flunked at anything. I was just given the opportunity to get it right. I think we all like those second opportunities and it's an opportunity to get it right and let's get it right. I, uh, I want us to look into our scripture today, and, and I've selected Matthew 16 through 21, and would you go with me to that scripture? From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Now this is Peter, who seven verses earlier, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. Get thee behind me, Satan. You're a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they have done. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, thank you for the example of Peter Thank you for the beautiful words of your scripture. My, it reminds me that I mess up so many times, and yet I look in the scripture and I find those heroes of my faith have lived a similar and walked similar pathways. Father, I ask you to bless us this day and to bless this message that it may touch the hearts of those that hear it, and as your scripture have said, those that have ears, let them hear. May we open up our hearts and our mind, and may we hear your word today. And may we see that these words are not just words, but they're example to us that we might follow and that we might do. Bless us in the name of Jesus, for it's in his name that we pray, it's in his name that we speak. Amen. You know, you see this great transition of Peter and, and, and I look at that and I see that and really and honestly that's why I love the scriptures because it, it shows me how I can mess up one minute and, and, and be in favor. I'm in, I'm out, I'm up, I'm down and that's why I like the passage here about Peter and, and the scriptures because it's quite a turnaround from what he had done earlier and uh, they, they they don't sanitize. the the words of Jesus, they're there. They don't sanitize the actions of the disciples, they're there. And, And as I look at that and I see that, I see me. I see me. Because there are sometimes I'm on fire for Jesus and sometimes I'm just standing aside. It is this same Peter who drew a sword and willing to defend Jesus and yet a couple of hours later he I don't know him. He even cursed and said he didn't know him. And yet, after he sees the resurrected Jesus, he's ready to go out there and preach with all boldness. You see, I see Peter in the day of Pentecost, a completely different man than that day that he said, Lord, we're not going to let you go to Jerusalem. We're not going to let this happen. And Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. Don't you think Peter wished he had never said those words? Don't you think Peter wished that he had never lived that moment? We've all been there, haven't we? We've all done the same thing. We've all got caught up in the same moment. And that's why my first point today is that we're like Peter. How many times do I say, I've got to go preach John Doe's funeral today, and somebody said, oh, did he die? No, we're just having a practice run, you know. Uh, we, we we make these statements, and uh, some of us sound like we're a few French fries short of a happy meal sometimes. You ever feel that way? Just a few French fries short. And uh, I, I look at that, and I see Peter, and I see those moments, those moments that I, I, I do not defend, I deny, I see those moments that, uh, that I am not the ideal disciple of Jesus Christ. I, I, I see those moments and I look back on them and I wish I had them again. Simon Peter is just that away. In, in Barbara Bush's memoirs, Barbara Bush tells about a time that she went to Tokyo and she was uh, visiting with the emperor. And as she was visiting with Emperor Hito, they were having dinner together. And Barbara Bush was sitting next to him, and and she tried to find words and things that she could talk to. And Hito, he just returned, yes, no, maybe, whatever, you know. And it was very difficult for her to have a conversation with him. So she thought she would talk to him about the surroundings. And she said, this is a very beautiful, beautiful palace. It's a wonderful palace, and he said, "Thank you. Uh, it's new. Oh, it's new. Uh, what happened to the old palace? Uh, did it fall down, or, or, or did it burn? What happened to the old palace? You bombed it." <laughs> Barbara Bush said in her memoirs that there's a minutes that probably the worst moments of her life that she wished she could take them back. That she wished she had never said them. We have those words that we send out. And, and, and I remember asking Vince Rose one time, Vince, how's your mother? And he said, well, she's okay. You preached her funeral a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I, 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 those words come out. And, and uh, so from then on, I said, Vince, how's your refrigerator? You know, uh, we do those and they're dumb statements and we wish we could bring them back. Well, that's what I think Peter was doing. Peter was feeling this, and Peter was so, so adamant in his, in his uh, defense of Jesus and wanting the word of, of Jesus to stay and to follow after Jesus and, and to teach Jesus, but he had lost that he didn't understand the full impact and the full message of Jesus Christ. And <coughs> Peter was thinking what we say out loud so many times that the gospel's difficult and we are bothered by it and a lot of us are bothered by it. A lot of us are bothered by the things of the gospel and we want to talk about them and we want to understand them more. Peter didn't understand what it meant to follow Jesus. Peter thought he understood. Peter thought he had it down to where it should be. But Peter did not understand at all what it meant to follow Jesus. And Peter, it kind of reminds me, Peter had all the power and all the ability. Peter is the one that, uh, he's like all of us. He thinks he knows what's going on, and yet he doesn't have the true, full concept. It's kind of like I I heard a, a parable this week, and I don't know where it came from. But I heard a parable about a a community that loved their fire chief, and he was so good. So all the community went out and got, uh, the entire community got a squirt gun. And they got their squirt gun, and uh, the next fire, when the alarm went off, they all went and got their squirt gun and they beat the chief to the fire. And they were standing there and all of them squirting on the fire. Chief said, what are you doing? And the people said, well, we love you so much and we honor you so much we wanted to help and there they were with their squirt gun squirting and the chief says get back and he brings out the hose and he douses that infernal in a short time we are using a squirt gun when we have great power invested in us in the name of jesus christ we can do greater things than we'd ever dreamed when we allow the power and the work of Jesus Christ through us, right? Is that right? And yet we, we use squirt guns, and there's so much more for us. And sometimes, sometimes I'm a soldier. <coughs> sometimes I'm a soldier in the Lord's Army, and sometimes I'm AWOL. I'm a deserter. I'm lost. I'm absent without leave. I think I need to understand more about the work of Jesus. And that's what Peter needed. Peter got caught up. He didn't understand. And that's why Jesus told him that he was going to Jerusalem. And that uh, when he got to Jerusalem, he was going to die. And then he said the words that Simon Peter didn't want to hear. And these are the words, Whoever wants to be my disciple... Must take up their cross and die. Peter didn't understand that. Peter didn't understand that at all. And yet when Peter understood, the whole thing's going to take a different change. But I think that's us. We want Jesus Christ without the cross. I read in New York uh, in 2003, the Catholic Church in downtown New York, Someone broke into the church and stole the 400 pound plaster Christ from the crucifix. Now they left the cross, but they took Christ. And I read about that, and I think that's exactly where I am sometimes. I want the Jesus that feeds the 5,000, I want the Jesus that uh, walks on the water, I want the Jesus that heals, I want the Jesus that gives the sight but I don't want the Jesus on the cross. I don't want the Jesus who says, take up your cross, deny yourself. I, I, I want the easy Jesus. And so I think Peter was looking at the same thing. Peter was looking at the Jesus that didn't require these things. And Jesus, we're not going to let you die. And Jesus says, you don't understand the full concept. You don't understand, Peter. <coughs> You got to understand the whole deal. You got to understand. And that is where I think we lose sight. A friend of mine was telling me that uh, they were having a very difficult time. And they were having a difficult time in their church because the preacher wanted the people to reach out and make a difference. And the, pe- the preacher was asking the people to uh, reach the people of the community and go to the people of the community and, and, and to reach all the people of the community. And uh, the people in the church didn't want to do that. They didn't like that. They, they said, you know, those kind of people aren't our kind of people. And you see, they're wanting the cross with Jesus off of it. They, they want Jesus in the easy way. They didn't want to get out of their comfort zone. And so the preacher was preaching on the uh, go you into all the world, the Great Commission, and preach the gospel to all people. And the people, they didn't like that. And so the preacher said uh, to the board of elders and deacons, let's vote on this. Let's see. Maybe the people don't realize what they're saying. And so let's vote on it. Now, we studied uh, the book of Matthew in our Sunday school class. In the last part of the book of Matthew, Jesus says, go you into all the world, preach the gospel, teaching, baptizing. And uh <clears throat> We we've been If you don't attend Sunday school, I encourage you to attend Sunday school or at least one of the small groups study during the week. It's a great opportunity. It's a great fellowship. Our, our Sunday school class, the day we began First Corinthians, the class says, Mac, that we've been on Matthew five years, right, uh, or six years. We've been meeting four. But, uh, you know, uh, we go verse by verse and, and discuss. But go to a Sunday school and study. But this church, the preacher put it out, and he says, I want you to vote on the Great Commission, and I want you to vote whether you believe the Great Commission that we have been sent to preach and teach all people. And that congregation voted 80% that they did not feel that that congregation should go out and preach the Word. Now, how can you be God's church when you vote that you don't teach the word you see I, i think we all get caught into that sometimes i think we get caught in that our light doesn't shine for jesus that that we want we want jesus with us and the good news of jesus but when jesus says take up your cross and deny yourself we don't want that and peter didn't understand that and so when jesus died where was peter He was hiding somewhere he wasn't even near where jesus is he's hiding then later on we find on resurrection morning peter meeting jesus and everything changes after he encounters the resurrection jesus then he understands what it means to take up your cross and follow me Then he understands what it means to preach and to teach and to share Jesus. You see, we have a concept of Jesus, but it's a narrow concept. When Jesus says, go to all people and tell them about Jesus Christ. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord of Lords. And that's what gave Peter the ability... On the day of Pentecost to stand up with boldness and declare that Jesus Christ is the Lord, the risen Lord whom you crucified, he said. Now that's boldness, and that's awesome. I remember I I was uh, at a restaurant with a lady one day, and I was flirting with the waitress. Uh, She was cute. And uh, I was carrying on as I normally carry on, and I, uh, I asked her about coming back to Kentucky with me, and and uh, later on, I saw this waitress. I had to excuse myself from the dinner table, and, and I went out for a while, and when I came back in, uh, the waitress was there in the hallway crying, and I said... Uh, what's the matter are you okay and she said yes that lady with you uh, uh, she's a remarkable lady and i said "Uh, what do you mean she's made you cry yeah i said what'd she say and she said she asked me if i knew jesus and i told her that uh, my mother did and she told me that jesus loved me and that he died for me and that He thinks I'm special. And I think it's so great that lady told me that. Well, I think it's a great story. I was flirting with her. I was carrying on with her. I didn't ask her if she knew Jesus. And she needed that. And she was so caught up in that kindness that someone said to her, Do you know Jesus? You see when you experience and encounter the risen Lord when you understand Jesus when he says to us live a life then you understand that I've got to share him and I got to tell about him you see we're running around with squirt guns when we can run around with the great power of Jesus and we can do greater things than we'd ever dreamed of as Peter did Peter From one moment, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, to Jesus, we're not going to let you go to Jerusalem, to hiding out, to standing up with boldness, drawing a sword, ready to defend him, and then with boldness, preaching. That's what we can do. But oops, sometimes I just wish I could take those words back. What about you? Are you shining for Jesus? Are you telling people about the Jesus that you know and you believe? Or have you taken him off the cross and just taking him around and showing him as an emblem around your neck or on your collar? Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Repeat that with me. I believe with all my heart that Jesus is the Christ. The Son. Of the living God brothers and sisters go live like it go live like it go shine for Jesus let us pray Heavenly Father I love you Lord I love you Glendale Christian Church I love you kingdom of God I love to shine for Jesus and now father go with me and go with this congregation that we show our love for Jesus and we shine brightly and bring us back next Sunday that we might be re-energized. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Amen.